All right. This is, I'm going to give you the warning up top that this is going to be a very sad version of how many of these movies Mike has never seen. <laughs> um, are we rolling? I'm Michael Marinello. And I'm Robert Mathers. And this is Radio Free Jersey Presents of All Time. On this episode, AFI's 100 Years, 100 Movies, 10th Anniversary Edition. Right off the bat, what you guys, what we teased on the last episode was that we were going to uh, go back to the 80s. We were going to get out uh, our dog-eared copy of Rolling Stone magazine, (laughs) and we were going to talk about... Uh, the best 80s albums of the 80s uh, from an article that came out in Rolling Stone magazine in 1989. Uh, Correct. That shows in the can. We we did that a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, actually in February. Uh, sort of did two episodes together in the studio or uh, with uh, with Lou. Lou. And yep. um, but we kind of felt that because <laughs> we're con- <laughs> We're in, we're in quarantine. It's it's life during wartime now, to quote exactly. the Talking Heads. Um, yes, this ain't no mud club or CBGB. That's right. <laughs> we ain't got time for that now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, if you're listening to this in the future, this show will come out on the 23rd of March, which is uh, a Monday, as we release on Mondays. Uh, we are recording this a few days beforehand. I am in... Uh, I'm in my quarantine location in uh, beautiful uh, Western Verona, New Jersey, <laughs> the township and, of the borough. The, as, actually, no, as, I take that back. I'm in beautiful Northern New, uh, Verona, New Jersey. Right, the township of the borough of Verona. And Mike, you are <laughs> in your compound in I'm, Hoboken, right? Yes, uh, I am. Uh, my wife and I um, have a. Uh, a home office that primarily I use uh, when I work from home two, three times a week. But um, uh, it was supposed to be next week, but uh, it is now this week uh, where she started working from home. So I have like uh, an entire uh, basically trader's desk worth of uh, computer screens and, and, uh, and, you know, whatever tools bankers need to do what they need to do uh, behind me. And uh, I had to, uh, we had to push back recording a little bit to uh, schedule around uh, conference calls and all that other fun stuff. So, yeah, I'm on- uh, you know, these are the sacrifices we make to get this uh, quality Radio Free Jersey product to you. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's cool. We'll just talk about this for a second. It's kind of, it's crazy out there. It, it, um, oh, it's nuts. I have been, um, you know, we're of course talking about dealing with COVID nineteen, the coronavirus. I've been. This is my sixth day uh, working from home. We did a test a couple of days last week, and then they basically shut our New York offices out. We have our own Correct. Radio Free Jersey uh, presents um, virtual studio. Right. So, look, the sound is going to be a little different than you're used to. Um, but yep. you know, yeah, when you have people like Stephen Colbert doing. Uh, the first 17 minutes of his late night show from his house, from his yard in Montclair. Uh, right. You know, this is this is interesting. It's a really interesting time uh, right. to do this. So, so, so re- remind me, uh, Robert. You said um, six days. So that uh, the, does that mean you you the first official day working from home was Friday the 13th? well no it was last Thursday the fourteenth. So actually, it's really interesting, and and I'm really been taking this quarantine thing seriously. So um, 
on the 11th of, I'm sorry, on the 10th of March. Um, Tuesday. Yep, Tuesday the, the 10th. 10th um, they hadn't shut down uh, the city of New York yet. Right. So I went with uh, a guy named Chris Rudsky and another guy named Doug Kilzer, who are friends of the show. You may remember them from our last show. Um, yep. Our last podcast that we did, uh, when we did just Radio Free Jersey. Anyway, um, we went to see the Brothers Tribute Concert. Oh, right. At Madison Square Garden. Man, how many people did you come in contact with that might have had it? 25, I don't know. I mean, 25, 30,000. I mean, we were sort of able to, I mean, we had hand wipes and sanitizer and we were, mm-hmm. we were very careful and we were in the, um, in these standing bar seats, uh, kind of looking down on the garden. We went in a little late. We left a little early just to avoid crowds and stuff like that. I didn't touch anything on the on the subway or the path. Then the next day, uh, I went with my parents and my godmother to see Hamilton, which I'd never wow. seen before. And then okay. they shut Broadway down on the 12th. Okay. So a little history. I was part of the last Broadway shows for for some time. Um, right. And probably some of the last concerts uh, in the city as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, pretty much everything yeah. was shut down by, by that weekend, that last weekend. So, yeah, right. um, I had already been told to test working from home. They wanted to test some systems. Uh, right. So I was just, I worked from home on Thursday, expecting to go back Friday and kind of pack some stuff up. I mean, right. I brought most everything that I needed. Um, and then that Thursday night, I was leaving the supermarket um, and uh, got a call that said, our offices in New York were being closed. You know, nobody was coming in right. uh, for that, um, for for Friday. And then Friday night, that the uh, CEO said, nobody goes to any facility anywhere, at least for another couple of weeks. We're actually preparing to be out for a full month. So, right. um, yeah, so I've been working from home, yeah, basically since since Thursday the third the twelfth. Uh, right. Similarly, I worked from home. I work actually worked from home on Wednesday, on Tuesday and Wednesday the tenth and the eleventh. I normally work home from home on Tuesdays. I decided to work from home on Wednesday, uh, and then I decided to go in on Thursday just because I want to get anything I may have been I may have needed out. Uh, by then, so I went and grabbed uh, my uh, a laptop I had and everything like that. So I left uh, on Thursday, and that was probably the last time people were going to be in the office for uh, a while. I've since gone back in just to basically. Um, <laughs> I, I went back in on St. Patrick's Day uh, to see a real ghost town on the on Tuesday the seventeenth to clear out email. Um, there were and actually not email to clear out physical mail, snail mail. Um, because my office uh, just, we, we don't have a mail slot. We just, people, the, you know, the male person, male man, male woman comes by and knocks on the door and gives it to us. But when no one's there to answer it, because everyone uh, from the office is working remotely, they just put it outside. So um, every I went just basically to make sure anything that was kind of piled up, if there were checks, if there were anything that needed to be grabbed, I grabbed and then fed FedEx them over to uh, some, some coworkers. And uh, so I was in on Thursday, but that was for about an hour and uh, been home since. And my wife, uh, who works for a large multinational bank, uh, was supposed to do a two weeks on, two weeks from the office in the city, two weeks from home, two weeks. And uh, they got about four days into that. And on 
Tuesday, they decided uh, starting Wednesday the 18th, everyone worked from home, right. regardless of what shift you were supposed to be on. Yeah, so. and that's smart. I think, uh, look, safety first, uh, as uh, the governors of New York and New Jersey have said, this is our patriotic duty to stay home and flatten the curve. So to help you guys flatten the curve, we are, uh, we've decided to shift uh, what we're going to do for this show. And we're going to talk uh, about, you know, again, you can only work and should only work your normal work hours if you're fortunate enough to have a work at home job like we do, um, right. which means, but you can't go out, can't go to bars. They're all closed. There's a curfew in the state of New Jersey. Um, yep. I tweeted, I haven't been in a, I haven't had a curfew in the state of New Jersey in 30 years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, no. so we picked a different list. We kind of scrambled and put together a different list. And, and that list is what? That is the AFI, the American Film Institute, um, list of top 100 movies of all time. Now they had originally published, uh, this list on, uh, the 20th of June, 2007. And then there was a, in 2017, there was a 10th anniversary edition where they updated it. Um, and uh, so this, according to the AFI, this list was created by a jury of 1,500 film artists, critics, and historians. So uh, uh, in some previous episodes, we, we discussed about uh, whether it was a listener vote uh, or, you know, listener call in or listener voting online type of a thing. This is uh, not that it's more it's uh, closer to uh, what you'll hear in a future episode with um, with the Rolling Stone one we did, which is they're basically pulling their own kind of people, whether it's critics or artists or, you know, historians. So uh, that just sets it a little bit. Um, And as I joked to Robert before we started recording that this uh, this list is going to be one long episode of how many movies uh, does does Mike need to watch uh, while he's uh, working from home for the next two, three months or uh, half a year or whatever it may be. And um, yeah, and I, I think, you know, that'll be part of what we're going to talk about. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be really interesting because it's, um, you know, it's film and we're not film critics, but we're certainly we've certainly seen our fair share of films. So, again, just to, to set it, uh, this is. As of 1990, I'm sorry, as of 2007. So mm-hmm. there's been another 13 years of films and arguably great films. So so that's, we're already saying that that's why they're not there. As usual, we're going to uh, just kind of slice it off at the top 20. But before we right. do that, I think it's worth noting. And of course, the, uh, the link to this list, uh, if you want to play along, is in the show notes. Uh, mm-hmm. And on our website, RadioFreeJersey.com, um, you know, there's a lot of um, if you got if we kind of just scan the back of the list a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. there were some really interesting films, almost to the point of 1997, that made the overall list of the top 100 of all time. This is why we're covering this. So we start with number 20. Yes. So what I'm going to do is uh, blocks five uh, movies at a time, just read them off, and then we can kind of jump in and and, uh, discuss in that little chunk of five. So 20 to 15, then 14 to 10, and uh, and further on up the list. So number 20 is It's a Wonderful Life from 1946. Number 19 is On the Waterfront from 1954. Number 18 is The General from 1927. Number 17, The Graduate from 1967. 
number 16, Sunset Boulevard from 1950, and number 15, 2001, A Space Odyssey, which was from 1968. So, um, a lot of those, uh, I know some some were filmed <laughs> very close to where I'm living. Uh, that would be on the waterfront. And I, let me see. I think the only, oh, no, two. Two of the three of them I have not seen at all. And I barely, you know, I know a little bit about it, but not much. So that would be The General and Sunset Boulevard. Uh, Robert, do you know, or do you know either the, of them? Those are the two you haven't seen of these five. Yes. All right. Those are the same two I haven't seen. So <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life at 20. That's the one. I mean, everybody knows that. You should know that. It's a great Christmas film. It's a great feel-good film. Uh, yep. Totally worthy, I believe, of being in the top 20. On the waterfront, that's the one that's shot uh, in, in Hoboken. Six, six, about six blocks from where you live. <laughs> exactly. General is a silent film. You're absolutely right. Okay. Um, 1927, yeah, written by Buster Keaton, and he didn't act yeah. in it. But it's a really interesting, So as I was reading up on it, having never seen it, it's a Civil War picture from, okay. from the Confederate perspective. So the basic plot of this film is this guy uh, named Johnny it loves two things in life, his train called the General, he's an engineer, and he loves his girlfriend named Annabelle Lee. And okay. he visits his girlfriend who lives in Marietta, Georgia, which is a shithole of a town. I, I've, I know that well. I'm kidding. Well, uh -huh. I'm sort of kidding. And basically, he's going to visit her. He finds out that the Confederates have fired on Fort Sumter. And he wants to, you know, like a olden time shitty Captain America, he wants to go join the Confederate Army. <laughs> and they tell him, you can't join the Army because you're a train engineer and you're an essential personnel and we need you to drive the train. And he's like, but I want to fight in the Army. They're like, you got to drive the train. And his girlfriend's like, that you you have to you have to join the army and her father's like you have to join the army you're no good you're no good for my daughter if you don't join the army so he spends a big chunk of this film trying to join the confederate army meanwhile the union army is has hatched a plan to uh, uh infiltrate the south and steal this train called the general and run it up north and as they're crossing over railroad bridges blow them up decimating the supply lines for the Confederacy. 1927, so let's think about our U.S. history here where people were right. kind of reconsidering the South a little bit in not necessarily <laughs> a bad way. You know, racists, this is right. the rise of the Klan and all that. It's a film I haven't seen. Now, I don't know if I want to see it. And then The Graduate, obviously known very well for its soundtrack as well as its classic lines, Are You Trying to Seduce Me? Would You Like Me to Seduce You? Uh, Dustin Hoffman is. I don't know if that's the first movie he was ever in, but it's, it's one of his, his first. Yes, it's it's his breakout role. It's his it's a big, you know, his big uh, his his big star turn. And I think there's a young Richard Dreyfuss uh, in that movie. There is a young. Is that correct? You are correct. There is a young Richard Dreyfuss in that film. So one of the interesting things about this film. So the 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 woman that seduces Dustin Hoffman's character is Anne, is played by Anne Bancroft. So Dustin Hoffman is uh, going out with Catherine Ross. Her mother's played by Anne Bancroft, who married Mel Brooks. Anne Bancroft is just a couple of years older than Dustin Hoffman, uh, yet plays right. 20 years older. She was like 40-something. She's like our age, younger even, right. in this right. film. And yet I remember seeing it going, wow, that's that's okay. That's what 40 looks like? I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But obviously a great exactly. soundtrack, like you so. mentioned, from um, 
Yes, Simon and she plays Mrs. Robinson. Yes, uh, you know of the song Mrs. Robinson. Right, so exactly. So there All you right. go. And then number sixteen is uh, Sunset Boulevard, which uh, is a Billy Wilder movie, um, which I did not know, and you did you did not as well. Uh, you had any any research on that one? So I've never seen it. William Holden, Gloria Swanson. Okay. Um, William Holden is this kind of down on your luck screenwriter, and, and meets this like crazy aging silent film star. Uh, the big quote from this is, "I'm ready for my close up, Mr. Demille." But oh, it's, yeah. It's basically okay. the story of a crazy old actress who doesn't believe that she's crazy, and this other guy hiding out from criminals. So it's sort of like an inside Hollywood movie. Um, 2001 A Space Odyssey I, I I think I've seen that I don't know if I've seen all of it I'm pretty sure I have but the funny thing is it is so wildly um, influential I guess I'll, I'll say that um, you know it is either quoted from or referenced in so many other movies and I hear so many other people talking about it that even if I haven't seen it all the way through I feel like I know it well enough to, to know like I know I've listened to a podcast uh, Studio 360 where Tom Hank talks about it uh constantly and and uh sings all the parts from from the score and and everything like that so i yeah i feel like and and the the there's a speaking of mel brooks isn't there a whole scene in one of the uh, maybe it's the history of the world that spoofs on uh, the beginning of um yep uh, 2001 a space odyssey yep, yep absolutely yeah. with the big monolith yeah uh, this is really the first film about Artificial intelligence. Hal right. is the is the computer that runs the spaceship. Uh, yep. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I can't do yes. that, Dave. I'm right. sorry, exactly. I can't do that, Dave. So it's this kind of trippy science fiction film. You get 1968. So uh, Star Trek, the TV series, was still on the air, uh, right. but it is it, it has influenced a lot of science fiction films and space you know modern space film so so definitely i could see why this would be in the top 20 it right. is a cinematic masterpiece a mm-hmm. uh, little boring in parts but it's also kubrick who yep. as the conspiracy theory goes after he did this film the uh, nixon uh, white house and the government decided that again this is all the conspiracy theory but this is the apparently this is the film that got kubrick the job to fake the moon landing and paid him a lot of money and then Kubrick was so ashamed that he had duped the American public that he allegedly put all of these clues in uh, a film that he did later in the 70s called The Shining Um, oh okay so apparently like there are all these references to his uh, I did it I I faked the moon landing in The Shining none of that is really true but you know strap on your tinfoil hat smoke a bong and play along Right, exactly, exactly. So that's 15. Uh, we'll go 14 through 10. Uh, 14, Psycho, and <laughs> as if you would think uh, the, the remake would um, would make it, this is the 1960 original. Um, <laughs> uh, nine, number 13, Star Wars, and by that I'm guessing for all of our Star Wars fans, listeners, is the original Star Wars A New Hope, Episode 4. Correct. Uh, number 12, a John Wayne film, The Searchers from 1956. Number 11, uh, City Lights from 1931, a Charlie Chaplin movie. And number 10, um, uh, The Wizard of Oz from 1939, Judy Garland. And uh, apparently Link syncs up well with uh, Dark Side of the Moon as well. Absolutely. So. so of these five, how many have you seen? 
Uh, let's see. A psycho parts. I think I've seen it all. Star Wars. I've seen it. Searchers. I've seen parts of city lights. I've never seen wizard of Oz. I've seen. So all right. I have never seen the searchers and I feel embarrassed because it's a, it's a great John Wayne film. It's one of my father's favorite films, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a John Ford film. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, you think uh, being an Elvis Costello fan, I would have seen all of the John Ford films. <laughs> yeah, this one's another Civil War film uh, shot right. from the perspective of the South. Right. With uh, killing Indians and crazy. It's Actually, it's one yes. of the great all-time Westerns. Right. Now, you see, that, that that's a, another one kind of like a, a 2001 Space Odyssey. I, I'm, I'm guessing I've seen parts of it. But um, I don't know if I've watched it all the way through, but I've, I've heard about it and heard it talked about. I've heard, you know, uh, people, you know, I've heard podcasts that bring it up as well. So um, I feel like I've kind of I know it, even though I haven't, you know, fully uh, digested it. So that's one for the list of things to see. Yes, exactly. And what about City Lights? Have you seen that? Uh, no, City of Lights I've never seen. That's Charlie Chaplin as the Tramp. It's one of the greatest silent films ever. It is... Uh... It is actually the highest ranking silent film on the list. Um, mm-hmm. But a classic, totally, I could see that being inside the top 20. And Wizard of Oz, I'm, I take it you've, you've seen. Many times over, with and without Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> yes, and I actually have done the, the Dark Side of the Moon um, sync up. And no, I was not smoking dope or anything. I don't think I was stone cold sober when I did it. And it was pretty, it was pretty funny. We did it. Uh, uh, we kind of helped start that trend back in 1996 when I was at WZLX. George Taylor Morris was the, was the if you read in Wikipedia, he was the disc jockey that talked about it. Um, oh, okay. So he made us try it. Sorry, right, the next five. Next five, Vertigo, 1958, another uh, Alfred Hitchcock mm-hmm. classic. Um, number eight, Schindler's List, 1993. Number seven, Lawrence of Arabia, 1962. Number six, Gone with the Wind, uh, 1940. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll stop it there. So this, who I have not seen Lawrence of Arabia nor gone with the wind, which, you know, I, you, you may stop the podcast right now and, and kick me off of it for it. Uh, but no, I, I, I've never seen it. Uh, and I think I've seen, I think I've seen singing in the rain. If not, I've seen enough clips of it or, uh, know, know the gist of it, but yes. Uh, and you, uh, Robert, the where, only, where do you stand? The only one I have not seen on this list is Vertigo, actually. Really? Yeah. Vertigo, yeah, I've seen, and it was good. I have Schindler's List I've seen. Yeah, so it's just Lawrence of Arabia and Gone with the Wind there are my two. And if you had to rank, <laughs> rate them, which, would, which should I go see first? I would definitely say Lawrence of Arabia uh, because it's a great Peter O'Toole and Alec Guinness. This is... This is really? Obi-Wan Ooh. Kenobi. Yeah. And the, the great line from this film um, is, uh, do you think he's gone native, Harry? So it's actually sort of a political <laughs> intrigue film. Peter O'Toole uh-huh. plays a member of the British um, intelligence services uh, in 1916. And uh, the predecessor to MI6 is supporting the Arab rebellion against uh, this like Turkish German alliance, and okay. he they they ask him to sort of infiltrate and and help evaluate this Arab revolt, and he mm-hmm. just really supports them, uh, and kind of becomes one of them. 
uh, or, or you know, helps leading them. That's why it's you know Lawrence of Arabia. Um, Schindler's right. List. I'm pretty sure you and I saw that together in on tape or DVD even uh, in <laughs> right. Billy Spagnardi and Mark Rossi's apartment in basement apartment in Hoboken. In, in yeah, in, that that sounds right. Yeah. So singing, I realized that I had made a mistake. I had said I was going to stop at six, but I actually then started to talk about number five, which is singing in the rain. And I, I, I've seen either parts of that or, or know enough clips of it to know it. But do you, have you seen that? Do you do you like I, it? Did, uh... I love singing in the rain. It's a great. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's Debbie Reynolds. Oh right. Um, and it's you know good morning, good morning. I mean, look, it's another yeah. inside Hollywood uh, kind of crazy song. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a cute little like just inside. They're singing, they're dancing. It's a musical, you know. If you're if you want a good feel good movie while you're in quarantine, this is the best one to see. <laughs> so uh, definitely not a, a, if you if you want to uh, if you're looking for a not as uplifting film go with number four raging bull uh 1980 number three casablanca 1943 number two godfather 1972 and number one citizen kane 1941 which uh, i've equated to either the it's uh you tell me robert is citizen kane the stairway to heaven of uh, of of movies or is it the sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band of movies in that just certain things that when you ask somebody what's the best album of all time What's the best, uh, you know, song of all time? You'll 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 get Sgt. Pepper. You'll get um, Citizen Kane. Though you know, we can probably argue and discuss that it's not even our favorite Beatles album or or Led Zeppelin song. But uh, it's just kind of a quick shorthand for like, well, if you just want the best ever, this is the best ever. So uh, I tend to agree with you. It is not my favorite film of all time, and it might be because it came out in 1941. So here you're getting a little bit of generational bias i yeah i would tend to agree with you that it is the 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 stairway to heaven um <laughs> you know because it's always topped those lists so right the yep. on the afi website you can actually there's a pdf that you can pull and you know i love stats it gives you like where everybody was uh before right um, oh right yep, so yep, yep. uh citizen kane consistently was they believe the greatest film of all time. I, I right. mean, and I've seen all of these. I've seen Raging Bull. It's a great film. Casablanca, mm-hmm. of course, is a great uh, uh, film. The Godfather. This is part one in 1972. Part two. Godfather Part Two is at number 32. And no, Godfather Part Three is not. Uh, does not make the top 100, <laughs> but, but as it should. Um, uh. I, Citizen Kane. I like. Now, now, have you seen all of them? I have uh, here. You're going to again. I might have to duck for something being thrown at me. I have not seen Casablanca. <laughs> so I would totally recommend you see that, especially with what's going on in the world now. Not necessarily the pandemic part, but the political. Um, right. And and yes. just it takes place in Morocco. Um, right. It, it, and it's a, it, not it's also like Morocco. A, a, that's yeah. That's what I was going to say. And the. The whole thing, like oh, the you know, saying like oh, there's no trouble in this bar. There's there, there's nothing wrong in this. Bar. I always hear, I hear it quoted frequently. And you know, I also, I, I growing up, I was a big fan of uh, when Harry met Sally, and you know, they they discuss that that movie all the time throughout the the movie when Harry met Sally. So 
Uh, I feel like though I haven't seen it, I kind of know enough about it to be kind of culturally literate on it. So I'll give myself a pass. But I, yeah, it is something I, I would like to, to see. Yeah, you're absolutely right. No, it's definitely worth watching. Uh, it, it, it's, you know, it's heartbreaking. It's Humphrey Bogart chain smoking yeah mm-hmm. uh, but it's yeah no it is really 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 a great film um going back up to citizen kane as someone who works in media i, I like the idea of the story uh how ambitious kane is uh, as uh, you know it's loosely based on william randolph hearst it's a heartbreaking story of you know someone who is plucked out of relative obscurity and and kind of forced to be a millionaire and somewhat of a megalomaniac uh, and of right. course rosebud is the uh you know is the right. big quote from there and uh if you you know you find out I mean, the whole film is what does he mean by rosebud it's it's uh it's a great kind of weird who done it uh picture mm-hmm. and at the time it was one of the most expensive films ever made so i right. think and it, cinematically it's it is a spectacular film for the technology mm-hmm. that was available in 1941 yeah uh i i, I remember i think we watched that in high school uh at a one of mr Lux's yes classes. we did yes <laughs> and i'm trying to think what how what book we were reading that was kind of related to it was it all the presidents no no, well, I, but that I can't made remember. List. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, oh, all the kings. Yeah, I can't. Re- I can't fully recall. But um, yeah. But so I, I think, uh, as we see, you know, I think it's maybe it's a little refreshing in that uh, we could see that our, you know, we've seen with music critics uh, seem to be very similar from their brethren and sisters in the world of movie critics in that. Uh, they they have their you know sacred cows. They have their you know the the movies that just like oh well you got to put Casablanca, Godfather, and Citizen Kane up there. They, you know those those are the, the you know the three greatest movies of, ever, and you know uh, they they have to be. Now it's funny. You, I probably the people I talk to personally, and maybe this will show my Italian Americanness, like The Godfather two better than The Godfather. It has been said that The Godfather two is the greatest sequel of all time. Right. Um, oh, so there you go. I, I think the story flows a little bit better is a flashback. It gives you the origin right. of the Corleone exactly. family and you get Sicily and of how it all came together. Uh, and right. it is a very, very, very compelling story um, that kind of dovetails back into, uh, into the first one. Um, mm-hmm. It certainly yep. influenced... Uh, a ton of gangster films, Italian mob films uh, um, throughout the ages. Uh, The penultimate story, of course, being, you know, 20 something years later with The Sopranos. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I noticed just in going through this list that, you know, another derivative there is uh, is uh, Goodfellas, which is uh, 92, uh, 19. It's number 92 on the list from 1990. So. So there, there you, there you go with, with that. So, um, but uh, overall, what you know, now that we've we've discussed the top twenty, and I have a list of at least you know eight or so movies for me to watch over the next couple of weeks while I'm quarantined. Um, do you, do you agree with this? Do you think this is uh, it's a, a little pandering ish? It's a little sacred cow ish? It's or do you think it's they get they got it pretty much. Uh, 
right there. I think if we realize that this is put together by uh, film critics whose job it is to talk about film and artists. And, you know, this is inside. This is the American Film Institute. So it's made up of filmmakers. So I think it checks out because they're looking at it from a very highbrow perspective. Uh, I think that right. it we, you get a completely different list if you talked to a bunch of other, you know, people who just love film. Right. Exactly. So I think it checks out. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Um, so I, we, we hope uh, in doing this that uh, as you're, you, you know, as you sit around and are self-quarantined and are social distancing, um, as you as you get this, that uh, maybe this this bird's like, oh, you know what? I never got a chance to see Vertigo. Uh, says one Robert Mathers of Verona, New Jersey. Uh, I'll go back and watch it. Um, uh, you know, like, oh, you know, uh, you know, I obviously can't go out and go to dinner or, you know, go see a show tonight, um, a concert. So I will uh, I'll go and watch Lawrence of Arabia. So uh, so let, let it never be said that we don't provide a social service here at uh, Radio Free Jerseys of all time. Absolutely. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to check a bunch of these out uh, at nights and weekends while I have nothing, you know, can't do anything else. Yeah. So we'll be back next week with another cool list to dissect and debate. Uh, it will most likely revolve around uh, something to help you keep keep yourself entertained during uh, quarantine. Right. If you right. have a suggestion on what yep. you'd like us to cover, uh, reach out to us on Twitter at Radio Free Jersey. Uh, we're also, there is a Radio Free Jersey Facebook page you can hit us up on, or you can email right. us at radiofreejersey at gmail.com. And, exactly. uh, and, and also, let, let's also uh, throw it out, since we did this remotely, if you want to come in and you know debate with us or bring in a list for the three of us to talk about, or four of us, or five of us, whoever, we could probably add uh, some other people. So it's just a, it's just a compu computer connection and a set of headphones. Yes, so. this is absolutely a way. This was, a, this was actually what you've witnessed is the way that we can test to bring in guests who do not, um, who, who right. do not live in the New York metro. Uh, exactly. And we are teeing some of those up. Exactly. We'd like exactly. you to, we thank you very much for listening to Radio for Jersey Presents of all time. Please help us spread the word by telling a friend. And yep. uh, the best way to help us uh, get on the charts is to rate and review us in Apple Podcasts. And of course, listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yes. And uh, thank you for, thank you for listening. And please stay safe and wash your hands from a uh, bunker somewhere in the midst of Hoboken, New Jersey. This is Michael Marinella. And from beautiful downtown Verona, New Jersey, I'm Robert Mathers. This has been, of all time, from Radio Free Jersey. This podcast is a production of Radio Free Jersey.